Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. We have authority. You have authority to name. If you're a born again believer, if you're walking in the light of the word that God uh, wants to have you, and we just thank God for for his blessings, his uh, uh just his supernatural empowerment. We thank God that he can uh, show us what he wants us to do, and we'll be able to do that more effectively in every way, in everything that we do. So it's important for us to recognize the fact that we have that authority, but we must also be under authority. We must walk in obedience to what God tells us to do. The more we allow the word to show us what and tell us what we do, and then the more faithful we're in and doing it, the more we're going to walk in the empowerment and the graces that God has given us. So that's important. And that, that's really important. Pastor, how, how do we highlight this particular message? So what is our, when I, when I say highlight, what I mean, our, our emphasis on this particular uh, session is this. Jesus gave us the power of attorney. That means the right to use his name. Anytime someone has your power of attorney, even, and they give you that, when they're not there, you have legal right, legal authority to speak for them. It's just like they're there saying it. And God has given us the power of attorney in this life so that we can do what he's ordained us to do in the power. The greatest one thing, remember that the definition of the word authority means delegated power. And as Christians, as believers, our authority has been delegated by the greatest power, the greatest uh, source that there is, and that's heaven. That's God himself. So we have the ability to speak and say what God would say or what Jesus would say if he was on this earth right now. We're, he sent us to represent him. We have that power authority. So when we pray especially, God wants us to grow in our prayer life. He wants us to be more effective in what we need to do. Because every person, when you're, and I mentioned this earlier, everyone, when you're born uh, uh, or, or you, you experience a new birth, you're born a baby. The fact is, natural birth and or natural life and spiritual life can equate with each other. What do you mean equate with each other? You know, uh, when when you're born, you're born a baby. You can't you can't do anything. You need people to carry around and help you. And spiritually, you need help when you first get saved. You first get born again. So need you need to surround yourself with people uh, that will bless you and that will carry you sometimes. But God expects you to grow. We see in First Peter two two, First Peter two two, it says this: as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye you may grow thereby again when you're born spiritually you're newborn we desire we need the sincere milk of the word 
And that feeding on that milk of the word will help us to grow and to mature. When I was, when, when mom and daddy taught me how to pray when I was a little bitty boy, I remember maybe three, three years old or so, I prayed a prayer like this. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. You know, I hadn't prayed like that other than giving that example in years. Why? I've grown. I've matured. I've learned how to pray. You don't. You shouldn't be praying the same way you were praying when you first got saved. There should be some maturity. That should be a greater level of authority in your prayer because you're matured through the Word. And God has helped you to grow and become more uh, precise in how you pray, more effective, because you know who you are more, you know whose you are more. In other words, you have matured, and you're not tripping over the same mistakes and doing the same things that you've done, that you did when you were a baby. Babies mess in their clothes. It, all things equal and everybody's healthy when, once you become a, a young person, even a, 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 a young teenager or a young grade school person. You don't do that anymore. You're taught. You, you learn how to take care of yourself to a certain degree. You mature and you don't make those same mistakes. Now, Pastor, you said I never mess up. No, Christians tend to mess up sometimes. Sometimes Christians mess in, mess in their clothes. <laughs> in that sense, <laughs> praise God. And God has to clean us up. Amen. You can be mature and still mess up sometimes. But thank God you shouldn't be doing that on a frequent basis. You should have grown to where you understand how to walk yourself and talk yourself and to, and to be able to take care of yourself with the help of God. Thank God he's always to help us. He's always there to help us. If we start sinking in the river when we're walking on water, he's right there to reach down and grab us and pull us up and to help us back and get back in the boat or to help us back really to continue to walk on the water. Pastor, what do you mean by that? Walking in the supernatural power of God. You can't walk on water whether it's a storm or not. You know, I taught on that the other day. Uh, where the wind's blowing uh, in the natural, you can't. But when you're walking in the supernatural abundant power of God, you can Peter demonstrated that. Amen. Pastor, you walked on any water lately? Not literally, but God is showing me how I can walk in the supernatural power of God. And I believe he's showing you that too as well. Well, as we continue in this, we see in 2 Timothy verse chapter, chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. God shows us or tells us what we should be doing and what we can be doing. He said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Fear doesn't come from God. You shouldn't fear anything when you walk in assurance of God. Well, Pastor, I, there are fears, things I have. Well, everyone has challenges, and, and we're all growing, so there are some that we still have. But we don't have to once we learn and know that God will help us because he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He's given us that spirit of power, authority is included in that, of love, how to love those that are unlovable, and of a sound mind. Our mind is being renewed or transformed by the word of God. 
And God wants to help us. And he's given us certain rights. And there should be certain signs that will follow the word, the mature actions that we'll have because our minds have been renewed by the word of God. What do you mean by that? Uh, signs. Signs should follow the word in our life. When we receive the word, when we're taught the word, we believe it, receive it, and act on it. There ought to be signs that follows. And he shows us this in the word. What are some of those signs? I'm going to read them to you. And then if I have time, I'll go back and explain them because there's been a lot of confusions about some of these signs. In Mark 16, starting at verse 17, just two verses. Mark 16, verse 17 says this. And these signs shall follow them that believe. You're a believer. These signs ought to be following you. Not if you're just a preacher, but if you're a believer, if you're saved and have God leading you. In my name, so important, in the name of Jesus, shall they, those believers, cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. God's word, the emphasis of God's word, these signs should be following us. Because we're believers. We're on assignment here on this earth. And God has given us. And he's authorized us to be able to use his name. We have his power of attorney. It, it would be just like Jesus was here. And when we have his word and we use his word, the same evidences, the same signs, the same miraculous things can and should be occurring in our life. If they aren't, it's because we are lacking somewhere, not because God is lacking. And I'll go over some of these things. So again, our prayer life, we shouldn't address dress, uh, God the way we did when we were a baby, spiritually. you know. But when we pray, we always should pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. That's so important. That's one of the first things that we learn when we, when we start growing. We pray to the Father. Some Christians think, and some denominations think you pray to someone else. But the Bible says we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. And that's how we pray in faith. To start, a, Jesus gave us that power of eternity to use, and we have a right to use it. But we need to exercise that right. We need to do it. And when we do that, we know this. There are certain works that we ought to do. What do you mean? The works we should be doing, God has given us the ability, the power to do on this earth at this time. Pastor, you mean there are certain works that I should be doing, that God won't do it for me? God has assigned you some things to where you must do them yourself. So there are works that you should be doing. Now, you're not saved by works, but you're saved unto doing good works. Well, what are some of those works, Pastor? What are, well, we see in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, these works we should be doing. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, starting at verse 12. And I know this particular chapter, let me say this too, because when we go to funerals and we hear this as a funeral, this whole Gospel of John 14 in, in funeral uh, teachings, and, and it fits there, but it's not just for funerals. These verses are for us to live by. And these works that we should be doing, we see, starting at verse 12, 
again. John 14, verse 12 says this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, again, the believer, the works that I do shall he do also, that Jesus did. But notice he said, And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. So not only the works that Jesus did, but he said greater works we shall be doing. In other words, first of all, we got to start doing the works that he did. <laughs> he raised the dead. He, he, he laid hands on the sick and they recovered. He uh, turned uh, just circumstances like storms. He spoke to them and they ceased. He did all these things. And we have the same authority. By the power of eternity, he's given us to do the same thing. Verse 13 says this, And whatsoever ye shall ask, you shall ask. That will I do, Jesus said, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Jesus, yes, but also we're sons. We're daughters of God. God can be glorified in what we do. And then verse 14 just sums it all up. He said, If ye shall ask anything according to his will according to his word in my name in the name of jesus that power of attorney what will happen he said i will do it that's healing that's raising the dead that's resurrection power in any circumstance situation that's calling finances in that's believing and receiving for yourself definitely uh, salvation for your household, that's according to the word. But though he said he would give us the desires of our hearts, as long as our heart's desires line up with the word of God. So these works we should be doing with the power of attorney that we have in the name of Jesus. And God has equipped us. He's authorized us. He's given us his ability. Jesus had the 12 and then he appointed the 70 disciples that uh, was sent forth. How do you know that? We see it in the word, the 70 back then, but he's, he's appointed us. He's authorized us too. But notice what he said about the 70 in Luke 10, verse 17, Luke 10, verse 17. He said this, and the 70 returned again with joy. Hey, they had been out on a mission. He had sent them out on, and they returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Was it just Jesus that the devils were subject to what he said? These 70 disciples that he sent out on his behalf, and we're, we noticed that with the centurion on Sunday. We're going to talk about that more. He sent representatives to speak for him. He, they had the authority to say what they needed to say to Jesus. And it was just like him being there and saying it. These 70 said, even the devils are subject unto us. How did they know that? Because when they cast out demonic spirits, they had to come out. What they told them to do, they had to do it. They were disciples. Well, Brother Henry, that was back in Jesus' day. No, not only should that be happening back in Jesus' day, because the day is not over, my friend. <laughs> Jesus' day is the day in you and me when we speak the word, 
when we recognize that we have that power of authority in the name of Jesus, there is no limits to the power of God. So there's no limit to what you and I can do, can be, and say, and see come to pass. That's the reason we can speak to mountains and they'll move. That's the reason we can call those things that be not as though they were, and they will be. When you realize that, and I'm beginning to realize that even more, you're going to be more conscious of what comes out of your mouth because you know when you say it and you say it in faith, it's going to come to pass. That's on the positive side, and that's also on the negative side. That's where you can't talk a whole lot of junk and say things that are contrary to God's word. Oh, I get a cold every year. Quit saying that. You're getting what you say if that's what's happening. Start calling yourself healed. I'm cleansed by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Hey, I'm calling my body well, amen. Speak what the word says about you. There's authority that you have. You have the power of attorney in the name or with the name of Jesus. Thank God for that. Thank God for you. Dear Lord, we saw it again. I'm going to read this in Acts 16, and then we're going to just unhook here. I may have to add a little bit more to this and, and go, go one more session of this on Wednesdays. So I'm reaching you with the word. Is the word reaching you? It should be because you have the, the power of attorney in the name of Jesus. But in Acts 16, verse 16, Acts 16, verse 16, it says this, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination, divination met him, an uh, evil spirit, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. She was, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of those folks that you see the signs with the hands and stuff today. But she was being, but she, she knew stuff, but she knew him by evil spirit. Verse 17 says, the same followed Paul and and us and Christ said, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Well, Pastor, she was telling them who they were. Yeah, but you don't want the devil talking up on you or talking about you. And that's what happened. Paul didn't like that. And what happened? Verse 18. And this did she many days. She continued to do it. And Paul got tired of it. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, He didn't notice the scripture said, He didn't speak to her. He spoke to the spirit in her or that was leading or possessing her or at least had control over her. He said, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. Paul recognized the fact that he had the power of attorney and he operated in it. Well, that was the apostle Paul. He wrote over three fourths of the New Testament. I know, but God has that same available power and authority in the name of Jesus for you and I right now. If we believe it and receive it and act upon it, Jesus left us his name for us to act upon. Glory to God. And we can if we will. And if we believe, we will receive and we will have everything that God wants us to have. Good unhooking spot right here. First step is making Jesus the Lord of your life. I want to pray with you right now. Bow your heads and repeat after me. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart, that you died for me. You paid the price. Lord, I thank you for forgiving me of my sins and cleansing me of all unrighteousness. I am saved. 
I'm a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for filling me with your spirit, with evidence of speaking in other tongues. Lord, I claim my household, my family to be saved because that's a part of my inheritance. I speak it. I believe it. I operate in that power of eternity in my life, and I expect it to come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. You just confessed that. we got three mini books because you just started or restarted a brand new walk with God. These books will help you to know what you should do, what you can do, how to use that power of attorney, how to, what it means to be saved, what it means to have the infilling of the spirit with evidence, speaking in other tongues, and what it is to be in him. And then that QR code, you can scan it with your phone, and it'll take you and show you what it is to be saved. And if you want to be a member of Reaching World Bible Church, we say welcome to to the family well we want you to be a member of the family of god first and thank god you can and you will and we'll send you these books absolutely free won't cost you anything but your time and energy to write us a call us and access for them. hey